Right. Uh, hey, everybody. Um, welcome to the first episode of the Bridge Podcast. Um, I am your host, Ansys, and I am excited to bring this project to you. Basically, um, it's been super difficult recently, and uh, I've been super overwhelmed with um, narratives that have been super um, imposed, or not imposed on us, but um, I felt very lost recently and very inhuman. And uh, this project is me calling my beautiful friends around the world um, and talking about cool things with them that they like and that I also like, just to kind of put a nice pause in the overwhelming nature of today's world. And so thank you for joining us today. Um, today we have my boy Jeff. Uh, Jeff, if you'd like to say hi. What's up? What's up? All right. So um, me and Jeff have been friends for about, I'd say like five years proper since I graduated high school. Um, Damn, that was five years ago. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but basically what I want to ask Jeff is uh, when was the first time you and me uh, had like a good conversation had like a conversation that you knew we were going to be friends afterward yeah i remember i remember we talked about this a, a couple months back actually when we were in toronto i think or when i came to visit you uh but i, yeah, I remember vividly when we were at uh, the bar uh moosey's hey. <laughs> and we were talking at the bar and i think we were with terry uh, who's another friend of ours but he had gone outside for smoke breaks and it was kind of like we had just met each other, not just met each other, but it was the first time we were kind of just talking one-on-one. -on -one. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, I just noticed that you had a different way of uh, thinking about you that really stood out and, uh, and, and you were very weird, but I mean that in the best way possible because uh, I love having weird friends, you know what I mean? Because I'm a weird guy too. So. <laughs> I like the start, I like the start. Everybody <laughs> knows we're weirdos. Good start, good start. Yeah, but we're the good weird, you know? Yeah, yeah, not the like weird Different kind of way maybe would be a better better term than, than weird. But. Uh, I would say loving, but you know. Uh, yeah. That's just, that's just me being, propagating my own image onto you. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, I remember, honestly, I remember back in the day, we were... Um, we played hockey on the same team or like in the same system. I, I don't know if it was yeah, on the same, same team. league, I think. Yeah. Same league. Maybe you were better. Were you like a B guy or a C guy? I was like a B guy. Oh, see, I was a C guy. So I, I seen well, you. Well, I was, I was a C guy in, in my like younger years, but in the years before I stopped, I think I was B. But I, I don't quote me on that. Um, but Jeffrey, I just want to say um, you're an A guy in my heart. Ah! Yeah. Too sweet, too sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay um anyway so we we got that going um so you have an idea everybody has an idea of me and jeff um and so i have a few questions for jeff um jeff is one of my most probably loving and loyal friends and Thanks, hey no worries <laughs> that out to you man uh much love blessing i'm blessing yeah super much so but um i just kind of want to ask you your thoughts on friendship and what that means to you wow that's a good one uh yeah friendship what it means to me uh you know someone you could tell anyone anything to um someone who's not gonna put you down only build you up um someone who doesn't judge what you've been doing 
um, but but not that they don't judge everything though. Uh, I think a loyal friend should judge you if you're doing something wrong, you know, um, that's a big thing. Um, yeah, just someone that's there for you, loves you for who you are and someone you can be your absolute 100% self around, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, there's no facade when you're speaking to them or, yeah. you know? Yeah, it takes away the front aspect of it. Cause man, I know I know how it is, bro. Like, especially me. Like, I'm like a bubbly guy, you know. So like, when people meet me, it's all like, uh, I'm I make sure to be as like open and as expressive as I can be. But yeah, at times, a true friend is like you're a complete open book with them. Yeah, super much so, super much so. I um, I don't know. It is it, it does it is difficult to um to be vulnerable in yourself, to, to make a friendship though. See, that's the thing that I kind of like to highlight at the moment is like, for there to be like this kind of like reciprocal openness. Uh, I think mm-hmm. the key thing is like the reciprocal nature of it. You know what I mean? Like- uh, you, gotta, you gotta be open about yourself before you can open up to someone for sure. Real shit. Cause honestly, Jeff, like I, if you and me weren't open to each other, then our friendship wouldn't really mean anything. It would just be us fronting with each other. I don't know, wearing whatever mm-hmm. fucking shoes that we have or whatever the shit. Being like, yo, six sneaks, my guy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so we'd be having some bullshit small talk conversations. Yeah, and it's, it's not bad to have those conversations, especially mm-hmm. like... There's, there's a place for them, but... Yeah, exactly. But like like with your weird racist uncle? Nah, I'm just kidding. I don't have one. That was just a joke, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't have any uncles. I, I just have aunts. Oh, interesting. You just have aunts? Well, fact. so, facts about Jeffrey's life. I like it. I like it. Well, I have uncles, but they're not like uh, blood related. Mm. I got you. I got you. Um, but my, my following question with the friendship thing is um, when was the last time that you have felt that kind of calm? like ease talking to a friend um excluding right now obviously (laughs) (laughs) how do you mean just like having a real down-to-earth conversation with someone or, or just feeling uh just comfortable around around someone uh honestly what i mean by this is basically like um you know when you talk to somebody and you feel like uh kind of like a kind of like open up to them you know what i mean like you um you like warm up to them you know the the way i'm going to describe this you know like flowers right so so when there's a sun you know what i mean when there's when there's the heat it like slowly opens up and then it just like Mm -hmm. opens up to be it's like kind of beautiful self and i suppose my question is when was the last time or when was a very memorable time in your life when you felt that kind of opening up and connecting with a person in this kind of friendship way? Hmm. When was the last time? Or like, just like a memorable time. Doesn't, it could be like when you were four or something, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know, I feel like uh, me and Terry, who is uh, another friend of both of ours that I mentioned earlier, Mm-hmm. Uh, we recently like opened up towards each other more and kind of grew our, our friendship and we, we grew closer uh, just through hanging out just one-on-one more often which we never did before and uh, yeah we just grew closer together and I feel like now there's a h- way higher 
kind of respect and like love for each other that that has that has blossomed into uh, just like a deeper friendship, you know. So yeah. I'd say that, that was the last time or a good time uh, in recent years. All right, sweet answer. I like that it. A, that was a hard question, man. You had me man. thinking on that one, bro. Welcome to the bridge, baby. We got yeah. all the hard the questions. Big leagues. <laughs> yeah, but for me, um. I don't know, for me, last time I personally opened up to somebody like that, uh, it's been very interesting recently just because, like, the the like way our life is structured at the moment. Um, a lot of my connecting has been through online resources. Like, right now we're talking through, like, my computer and shit. Um, but for me, it's been really nice to connect with a few of my friends um, on through my classes just by, like, reaching out to them and that's given me more kind of like a um kind of like a perspective on like my situation because you know like it's really easy right now especially to feel like you know you're like one and you're alone and you're by yourself you know what i mean and it takes courage it takes courage to like message somebody especially somebody you don't know but um but i've made a few friendships like that over the semester and they've been really honestly fulfilling man because bro like it's no more like i go to class and i see the cute girl and i'm like yo what's up homie how you doing it's like um i have to reach out in a different way like before that that for me is easier just like see somebody and say hi you know what i mean but now you have to like write something you know what i mean like write something to them and then and it becomes this kind of like more more process but i just i don't know i it's still really rewarding and i I super much encourage you, Jeff, or anybody else listening to just reach out to somebody, somebody you think is going to be like a cool friend and you don't really know, but you're like, I like this person's energy and just uh, mm-hmm. dip, dip say hi. The water, yeah. But yeah. Just be like, walk on, homie. And like, at the same time, like, if it doesn't work out, like, it's not a bad thing. At least you tried. Like, that's the thing that I always like to say, like, if it doesn't work out, like, at least you tried. If, if, yeah, if that friendship didn't click it's part you know? of the fun in it you know it might not work out Oof. so expand on that uh jeff so <laughs> oh, I... jesus <laughs> no no i'm kidding but like shouldn't have said that <laughs> <laughs> no no i'm kidding bro but um but for me I'll, I'll expand on that so so jeff is a guy who introduced me to uh alan watts uh and with his introduction of alan watts to me what happened was it really opened up my perspective on different types of philosophies. So me and Jeff are what you would call armchair philosophers. Uh, basically, you have a beer and then you talk about life and how <laughs> each other feels. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect description, actually. Yeah. So, um, Jeff, would you please tell me or introduce uh, Alan Watts to the audience here? Oh, it'd be my pleasure. Um, yeah, so Alan Watts, uh, he was a cat in the 60s and 70s. Um, I believe he died in the 80s or late 70s. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But uh, yeah, he was a philosopher who mainly um, studied Buddhism, but uh, he dips his toes in other stuff too. I actually think he was uh, pretty advanced in, in theology as well. Um, he, he had a master's in theology. Yeah. Yeah, and basically he was uh, a writer, um, but what I think is more profound is his his, um, his public speaking events that he had and recorded. Mm-hmm. 
not even really like public speaking. It was more just honestly like storytelling in a way or just a, dis a discussion or um, a dialogue that he had uh, with people listening in. It's just very powerful stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. Did I miss anything? Uh, honestly, bro, you did not. Um, I, I recommend all the listeners uh, check out Alan Watts. There's a whole host of videos about him on YouTube. There's mm -hmm. Chill Step if you like that too. There's Chill Step Alan Watts and stuff like that. So, can I, can I recommend a great book that I uh, finished a couple months back by him? Please. Uh, it's called Nature, Man, and Woman. All right. And I'll just leave it at that. Look it up if you want to. It's a good read. It's Nature. an easy read compared to his other books I, I found. Yeah, the thing that I like about Alan Watts um, is the like way he speaks. So like the um, so captivating. It's captivating, but it's like it's like real. You know what I mean? It's because like I don't know. Like for me, I am a student of academia. I am a U of T student, fourth year philosophy, poli Like the the whole like all the theoretical mumbo jumbo you can ever fucking think about. I study some of it, if not a lot of it. Um, and so Alan Watts for me does one thing that I like love about life and his ability to be able to make something complicated simple. Oh yeah. So you know good. what I mean? It really breaks it down and, and all of man, his metaphors are just, um, and analogies are just fantastic. Like you can take the most complex um, question or or um, idea and, and, and break it down so that anyone can understand. Yeah, for real. And so testing that understanding, Jeff, uh, mm -hmm. what is one of your favorite Alan Watts um, ideas that you've heard listening to him or being exposed to him? Whew. That's another tough question. Only toughies here think. at the bridge, baby. Let me think for a second. <laughs> I like his ideas on time, which are, um, I guess, stem from his research into Buddhism. Um, do you want me to elaborate on that? Or? I would love if you elaborated on that. So basically time is just a social institution, social construct that he created and time doesn't actually exist. I mean, there's rhythm uh, in the world, you know, rhythm of the tides, um, yeah. cycles of the moon, Mm -hmm. and um well you know all that kind of stuff but time itself is something that we created and so if if you know that you can kind of see it as a game and you can it's okay to play the game but if you fall victim to it and you you don't realize that it is a game it's very dangerous because you can lose yourself to the past or present uh when in reality the only thing that exists is uh, the present. Sorry, did I say past and present? I meant past and future. Because the only concrete thing is the present. I think yeah. I just butchered that explanation, but nah, <laughs> nah, yeah. buddy. you did a good thing, man. You opened up our conversation to a bunch of possibilities. So uh, what I like about Alan Watts, uh, especially like the, the whole time aspect of Alan Watts is um, the kind of like viewpoint he has, right? So like like the way he looks at time isn't necessarily from inside time. So like, like we look at time or we're taught to look at time through experiencing time, which is counting present moments, putting them 
in a catalog and saying, boom, this is a day, this is a year, this is a week. And I think time's really interesting because it kind of like associates with productivity because, you know, if you, if you kind of take it back, like, why do you have time? Time is to measure things. What are you measuring? Usually with time. Sorry, what? Just like a ruler or. Yeah. Just creative. Exactly. Exactly. No, I completely agree. But like, but like what I was trying to get at was time basically is like this thing where like, you fit things into time so time is like this measurement system and then you put your life into that measurement system and then you measure it through time instead of like the actual like experience of life and i think it's very useful especially like in societies that we live in which are you know hyper capitalistic hyper efficient hyper just hyper bro just always go 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 time is money you know what i mean like like you hear that all the time you hear that kind of incessant speak about structure and about fitting things into time but like i know for me especially recently like uh, i've just been feeling that like what is time bro like i'm at home fucking all day every day it's been like that for a long time it seems like it's gonna be for a long time so like for me nine four three one like doesn't really mean anything except for when i have my classes but i have like this big frustration with the an obsession about time and productivity that i kind of want to um that i kind of want to raise because um for me like again uh, i'm speaking from my personal view as a university of toronto student you often measure your days by how productive you were with your time so like let's let's say like okay so today i had a lecture and then I did readings and then let's say I recorded this podcast and let's say I did some art or whatever, whatever. You are kind of fitting the kind of presence that you have when you're doing these things, but you're not really worried about necessarily being present whilst doing these things. You're thinking about the time it takes to do these things. So, so this, this whole time aspect for me is super interesting because like, for example, like if I just sit down and I start reading, I look and I'm like, fuck, man, I got another 20 pages to read. Like, holy shit, that's going to take an hour. You know what I mean? So I then measure my presence. So like my engagement with the text, with the amount of time it takes, which is very interesting because like the whole idea isn't necessarily getting through the text. The whole idea is to understand the ideas of the text and what the person is trying to convey to me through the text. And so for me, it's really interesting because like, when I look at time, I see time as a measurement of something. And so therefore time is measuring how much I read, but I'm not thinking about what I'm actually reading. I'm thinking about how much time it takes for me to read. So, so I, I just, I think it's very, and I think it's interesting to take it back to the whole game theory of it. Like, like for me, like I'm not necessarily the best at taking myself out of myself all the time and seeing the world from a different perspective especially like one where it's more like less about your your um, life and more about like life around you and so i have been personally kind of caught in the game of time uh, i've been caught you know even like this year last year think about it, like 2020 oh everybody was excited for 2020 to end bro and like look at us now like we're all just sitting home like what what's changed well, it's especially hard to to kind of get outside of that construct of time right now, especially with um, these whole lockdown things, and 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 especially if you're in school, everything is is time based now. You know, you got to be home with this new curfew at a certain time. You yeah. Spend 
this allotted amount of days or weeks or whatever inside. You got to meet these Zoom calls for school at this time. Mm -hmm. And then, and that's not even to bring in your own personal things. Like say you want to work out or do yoga. Now you got a lot of time for that. So. Yeah. And it's super interesting because it sometimes feels like time just is fleeting. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. it's always, it's always it's going away. Free time. Yeah. And, and again, like, it's like, how do you structure your thought around time? Right? Like free time. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm free. I'm but free time. time. Is still in the word, isn't it? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. They got us, bro. We're still in the game. What are we going to say? Um, yeah, but before we uh, move on to, uh, to the next topic, I want to talk about something that you actually sent me, the, uh, the first Alan Watts video you actually sent me. It was, like, after, after time. We've, uh, do you remember that one? What, what was it about? Okay, so it was about the emotions. So it was about how... Oh, how, oh yeah, that's, my, that's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, so, so just for everybody, um, just to get more of a background on this. Um, so Jeff sent me about like an eight-minute video about like a snippet of Alan Watts' lecture talking about emotion. And uh, Alan Watts basically is a summary of this is his idea or an idea that he was talking about because it's not his idea, but that's where I got it from, um, is basically that there are no wrong emotions. Um, so, you know, like for me, for example, I'm a dude, right? And I used to cry a lot back in the day. I fucking hated losing. So, for example, like uh, for me, this was really good to hear because it's like, a, let's say like a 12-year-old kid, you know, I played soccer in gym class. And if we lost in gym class, you better know your boy Ansys is about to cry. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just know. You just know. Because I was just like all the emotions, man, all that got so riled up and everything. Mm -hmm. And... um and it was interesting for me because like I heard this probably when I'm 19, 20, probably 20. And so I hear this like eight years after the fact of like me needing to know that like emotions are fine and there's no wrong emotions. Because like, you know, as a kid, man, like you cry in gym class, bro. First of all, you're called a pussy. You're the weird kid who cries, bro. You know what I mean? And like, I think crying is, is especially hard for males. Oh, bro. Honestly, man, I super agree, especially because, like, we have such, like, a stigma against, like, uh, against, honestly, like, being awesome, because, like, there's this whole, like, stoic ideal of a man, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. six foot five, knows how to build houses, and drinks beer silently in the background. And it's funny, because it's, like, they build up this whole image of, like, oh, he's so tough, and he's... You know, he's not afraid of anything when in, in reality, it's a whole facade because that whole thing is like, well, yeah, but he's acts so cowardly and is so afraid of his own emotions. It's like, that's just such like a hole in the whole persona. You know what I mean? Bro, I, I know exactly what you mean. And he's like it, literally afraid of himself. That's what it is, bro. And I honestly, that's where like a lot of things are, especially at a time like now, especially when you have like so much access to so many different types of like uh, stimulation. Um, it's really difficult to, um, to like, like I have like a little brother, for example, you know, and he's, he's 18 and, uh, he's a really good kid. You know what I mean? But things just like, like in the internet, like, like he introduced me to this idea of like no simping. Do you know what that is? Simp? Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it's basically like no simping, which is basically like don't. Um, I think it's like don't. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like kind of don't be a pussy, don't be a little bitch. Like it's kind of like don't settle for like girls who are quote unquote mediocre. And bro, like and so like okay. So basically, what I'm trying to get to with this is that these kids who are really beautiful like like my little brother is a beautiful smart man like, like he really is especially for his age i, I applaud him mm-hmm. but like just in his experience online like just going to memes and stuff it's like no simp in this no simp in that no simp in this and that and then you mm-hmm. peep it and like i'm like 22 right now you know what i mean i see that and i just see the problem reproducing itself you know what i mean mm-hmm. i see the issue of like masculinity reproducing that aspect of it which is unhealthy. And like, again, like we were talking about this whole masculinity aspect of it. I think for me personally, like masculinity is the ability to have the balls to go out and say, hey, this is what I think. This is what I stand for. These are the people I love. That's what's up. It's not standing in like the background, like not expressing emotion and just like beating some dude up if he says something about you. You know what I mean? Because at Mm -hmm. the same time, like, like the whole point i think especially about like like the the kind of transition of like the times we're getting into that kind of harshness i think used to be very um valuable don't don't get it twisted i think that kind of harshness especially because like if you think about it like you know my mom baby boom generation my grandparents were like born either born during the first world war i mean second world war jesus they're not 100 <laughs> second world war or they were born before the second world war and so in in a time like the second world war they say like my grandfather 17 year old boy when he when the war ended right so so for him for sure it was way probably more valuable to like be like strong and stoic because that's how that's the only way you could survive because if you could feel all those emotions if you could feel all those feelings and you show them especially because like i think like things weren't up to a point where we knew how to deal with emotions or how to feel them in like a way which wasn't like violent or repressive uh, I think it had a place for sure, but I, I think it's really interesting right now how we're uh, how we're like evolving into like different ideas of like masculinity and like different ideas of femininity and different ideas of gender in general, and how that's kind of changed the expectation of what manliness is, and especially for who, especially like cultures. So it's it's a very sticky subject. But coming back to the beginning of this whole conversation that we opened up about emotions, masculinity um alan watts it was really powerful for me to hear this man just talk about the fact that um that it's okay you know what i mean like it's okay Mm -hmm. man like it's okay to be happy it's okay to be sad it's okay for everything because like there's this thing called like identifying with your emotions right so like so like you know i feel sad today why because i couldn't go out and see let's say i don't know uh, a friend of mine because covid and house lockdown and shit like that but like the thing is, is how much do you identify with that emotion and how much you let it pass, right? Because like if you if you feel that feeling, like for example, like the other day I was gonna go out with this like pretty girl for a walk, super excited, super smart, you know what I mean? Just like smart, smart human being. They're very interested in understanding what they're about. You know, you know when you talk to somebody and you're just like, holy shit, I didn't even think about this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and then you know. <laughs> Yeah, those are the best. Those are fun, you know. That's that's kind of feeling that I get with you and like different different people, right? 
And so, you know, you, I get a message and she's like, yeah, they, you know, everything's going into lockdown right now. So it's not the smartest thing for us to have a lockdown. Heart <laughs> drops, you know what I mean? Like, just like a <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but then I know those ones. But then it's like, uh, okay, answer. So you're feeling this disappointment right now, but also like give yourself like a perspective of like what the situation is. So the situation is that right now there's a virus that's, you know, honestly gallivanting around the whole world, getting people sick. And our government told us to stay at home and this beautiful smart person is just following the government's orders. And so for me, that disappointment, which before I would have internalized, been like, oh, she doesn't like me, whatever, whatever, mm-hmm. is actually just like, okay, you feel the situation, you understand the situation, you feel those emotions, but you let them pass because mm-hmm. those are emotions that come and that they go, if you know what I mean. So like for Can me, I just interject for a second? please I just do to mention mention something real quick. I think it's really important not to make uh, assumptions, no matter the, the case. Like like you said, like you could easily assume that like, oh no, she just doesn't want to go out with me or something like that, you know? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but. <laughs> bro, bro, interrupt anytime, man. You, there's a reason you are my first guest, bro. Oh, um, I'm the first? Wow. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, Jeff, Jeff you're Thank the you. first. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we'll get back. Um, but yeah, you're right. And it is important not to internalize, but like, and so this is kind of what I'm getting to with this whole Alan Watts and letting go of your emotions and accepting them is that if you don't fight back from feeling those emotions um then they'll just kind of pass right because like yesterday man or a few days ago or whenever it was i was i actually had a sick day even though you know like i didn't do that one thing that i was excited for it didn't mean that the rest of the day was shitty the rest of the day was super nice man i talked to my like little brothers i did some yoga i watched soccer my team drew which sucked <laughs> um <laughs> But, you know, like, I still had a good, beautiful day. And basically what I'm trying to get at with this whole, like, uh, Alan Watts thing is that I've lived 20 years at that point in different societies. I lived in Latvia. I lived in Canada. Uh, I had different people around me, you know. um, But, like, the first time that I truly heard this kind of, like, thought process and opened up to this kind of philosophy um, was after drinking a few beers after that time me and Jeff just talked and Jeff sent me this video and I was just sitting outside, I don't know, just, just watching this for eight minutes and like tears came into my eyes because I was like, we live in a society where quote unquote, everybody's so smart and like where it's like an intelligent society or whatever, but like we're so disconnected to our emotions to such a point where for me, a dude who spoke fucking 80 years ago through a YouTube video from my boy who I just met changed the trajectory of my life. Like it just genuinely. A very life changing uh, video for me too. It kind of just like shattered my whole view of myself and stuff. And don't you feel so much more alive now? Bro, I can tell you, I was not living a few years ago, man. I was, I was in a cocoon of fear and anxiety, bro. It was not a fun place to be. Um, I, I honestly don't, don't know what my life would look like if I wasn't exposed to ideas like that. So, so anyway, um, check out Alan Watts. Um, and and, and, and not, it's not to say just that video will like, 
Oh, hell no. Nah, nah. Nah, because, like, that video for me like, didn't We've really been studying this shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, bro, I've been listening to this for, like, I've been in, like, different types of courses. I've been in, like, South Asian philosophy mm-hmm. courses and, like, Buddhist ontology courses and stuff like that. I'm actually in a Buddhist political thought course right now. That's but um, what I'm trying to say with this whole Alan Watts thing in that video and stuff like that is that you should just uh, check out a different type of thought and open yourself up to possibilities other than you already know. And uh, back to the whole like assumption thing, like uh, I'm sure a lot of these listeners will like listen and be like, okay, like, okay. Um, be like, okay, like, uh, you know, I, uh, I don't know about this Buddhist thing. I don't know about this Alan Watts thing. I don't know about this emotion thing or whatever, whatever. But, like, I just encourage you to be courageous and kind to yourself, you know? Like, have the bravery to look at yourself. But, like, super, like, actually look at yourself. Like, who the fuck are you, man? Because, like, it's it's a brave thing to do when you do that. And, uh, and I just encourage people if they can. Because it's also, like, not an easy thing because sometimes you just can't, you know? And, you know, sometimes people can live a whole life without looking at themselves. But, um but I just inside before you look outside yeah man because like I don't know I was reading this one thing is like yesterday I was reading this one thing about um your inner voice right Mm -hmm. and so with my inner voice like what does it say and you know what I mean when I say inner voice like the thing in your head that like keeps talking for example so like you know you like walk across the street and you're like oh shit cool dog but you don't say anything but you're like your mind thinks it and um and it was really interesting uh that i was reading yesterday about the fact that um that mind isn't necessarily you so like uh, like you you see what your mind kind of thinks like you hear what your mind thinks um the same way is kind of um you can't see yourself like like right now like i'm looking with my eyes at my computer screen so I can't see myself, but I can see things that are outside of me. You can't really hear kind of yourself, but you can hear what your mind's thinking. And for me, it was really interesting yesterday to read about the fact that that mind is that like that like chatter isn't you uh, because you hear it. And, and it was just interesting to understand like the, uh, how you can kind of even look at the way you your brain process thinks mm. and uh, you can see how you engage because a lot of the time you know like that little voice is super honestly stupid man like fuck like i said some dumb shit to myself you know what i mean it's but, pretty it's pretty funny to watch it to watch that like voice and, and then and stop and reflect and kind of question yourself and be like why did i why did i think that or why did I see that, you know? But but the it's, thing is... It's weird to see your motivations. But the thing is, bro, I don't even know if that's your actual motivations. Do you know what I mean? Like, like for me, like, like that is just, like, a part of me that likes to talk and likes to keep talking. Because, like, I don't identify with a lot of the things, like, my spirit, my soul, my, my body doesn't identify with a bunch of the things that I even think to myself sometimes. You know what I mean? Like... Well, to take it from a Buddhist standpoint... Uh, and this is a very basic sort of um, way to say it, but there's two 
I don't know if there's just two, but the two big ones are your ego talking in your head and then taking an, a Buddhist word, the Atman, but it's to translate, it's just pretty much your real self, like no bullshit, no ego in there. And so the two, those are the two big ones that you kind of hear within yourself. And it's interesting to try and um, sort them and, and throw them into those two categories, which as vague as they can be, you know, and I feel like I'm not making much sense here, but. <laughs> Bro, I think you're making a lot of sense. Cause like, if we take it back to the example of like, me and my disappointment that I can't hang out with a friend of mine. Um, the thing is that I created like a narrative in my head after I saw that like message saying, you know, we can't kick it anymore because you know it's a fucking pandemic. No shit. Like like it just it's logical. But um but what I was trying to say is that it's really important to see like your actual self and see like your internal reaction because for me like my internal reaction to that was oh shit this sucks whatever whatever just like disappointment mm -hmm. but then like my actual self like 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 the me who is who isn't that like ego aspect that like like narrative in your head aspect is like man like this is just a smart person taking care of themselves and you respect them because they're a smart person who takes care of themselves you know what I mean? And so for me, even even in that kind of like situation to like analyze that myself, just to kind of like um, look at it, you know, but like not, not look at it through like a thinking perspective, but like look at it just to like see. Um, and it is really interesting because like, again, like what do you identify with? Do you identify with that voice in your head that's freaking out because you know, you're super disappointed or, or you feel super disappointment, you know what I mean? Or do you identify with the self of you, which is actually like a loving and super kind person and isn't really tripping about the fact that you can't meet this person today because the important thing isn't that you meet that person today the important thing that that person's in your life and so like i, I think it's very important especially like with the atman and the uh, like with the ego and the atman and and stuff like that um, it's it's interesting to kind of like see it in yourself because i don't know i can't i i, I don't know, know what the fuck you're thinking jeffrey um <laughs> no clue and the same way as you have an idea that what i'm thinking um and i think the important thing is to just kind of accept that and not like with that like little like voice in your head kind of like try to assume what you're thinking or what I'm thinking but to actually like be present in our conversation be present with each other and so speaking of presence I don't know do you have anything else to say about this Jeff uh not at the moment no all right, so uh, listeners, uh, with this conversation, um, with this point of the conversation, we're gonna move on because I know for a fact me and Jeff can talk about this for like four hours on end. <laughs> so and, yeah. take this with a grain of salt, because oh yeah, what the fuck do we know? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, super good one, Jeff. Take everything you do with a grain of salt. <laughs> no, but you're right, man. Take everything you hear with a grain of yeah. salt. Like, who the fuck am I to speak? You know, yeah, just toy with what we're talking about, but don't, yeah. don't, don't start grasping to it. Like, we're some PhD students. So yeah, shit. bro. Like, like, me and Jeffrey, again, armchair philosophers over here. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Yeah, but... <laughs> Fair like that. Anyway, sorry. Anyway, so, so basically, with that, is um, if you can, you know, uh, if you're feeling up to it, 
look at yourself, see what's happening in there, see what's happening in your mind. But at the same time, if you don't want to, don't. <laughs> like, shit, I ain't gonna tell you what to do. Oh, uh, right. You know, I don't know shit. You live the life you want to live, and that's why that's why it's kind of fun. Anyway, so so it's been a wonderful conversation so far with Jeff. Um, but there's one point of topic of conversation that I want to talk to you about that we haven't got to yet. Okay. And that point, my friend, is music. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Now this I could talk about for years. All right, perfect, perfect. So, Jeff, let's just start with asking, what musicians do you have tattooed on your body? All right, I like that. Uh, so I've got two faces on me, which, uh, you know, I guess people think it's a little strange, but uh, I love it. But anyway, the first one is, uh, his name is Patrice, and... Um, He's a man from uh, Sierra Leone in Africa. And I think he spent a good chunk of his life in Germany as well. And he was heavily influenced by Bob Dylan and Bob Marley. And he pretty much just makes a whole mishmash of music that kind of blends sounds from R&B, soul music, reggae, folk, rock, hip hop. Um, but yeah, it mainly just spreads the message of, of just love, peace, understanding, you know, that stuff that's usually associated with reggae music. And then the other cat I have on my arm is the legendary Marvin Gaye. And if you know me as a person, you know, I'm obsessed, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't think he needs much of an, exp uh, much of an introduction. He's just, uh, he's the king. He is the king. And so Jeff yesterday um, shared a song with me. What, what song was that? It was... Um, try It, You'll Like It. Try It, You'll Like It. And so basically, Try It, You'll Like It, everybody. Banger, listen to it. And basically, Marvin Gaye is talking, from my understanding, about I try, try loving, I think, is what he's talking about. Because you may like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the furthest I understand with that song. Yeah, that's but, pretty much it. And so, and so, my question with uh, the music, because because Jeff is like, he's like you know one of those like uh, modern day music fanatics. He's got his like set up with his like special records and whatever. Dirty hippie. Dirty hippie. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I am. <laughs> I'll play it. I'll play it. Ah oh, hell, we all play it, hippie. Oh, dirty. <laughs> uh, you know what? You are a clean hippie. Hell, I, I've seen dirty hippies and you ain't a dirty hippie. Yeah, I'm no uh, bum. But anyway. Anyway, getting back to uh, getting back to the point of conversation. Uh, so, yeah, my question with you is that what kind of emotional, not even emotional, but what kind of like feeling do you get when you listen to your music so let's say you're listening to Marvin Gaye and you know he's spinning on the record like what what do you get from it like like could you describe the emotion could you describe that feeling okay um so for me um for me it's a it's a big positivity thing um and that's not to say that they always sing about positive stuff but a lot of the music I listen to is um focused on on 
love and peace. And, you know, that might sound corny, but it's really, I think, divinely inspired uh, music. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and when you think about it, that it makes sense that music is divinely inspired. I mean, why else would they have it in churches? Sure. Um, and I, I just can, think it's... Yeah, keep going. I just think it's a... Uh, music can be a direct, or not necessarily direct, but uh, kind of a, a side, a way to see God, I think. Okay, okay, um, so... So you like the kind of spiritual spirituality yeah. part of the music? Yeah, because there is a definitely a gospel element to the music I listen to. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of praise for God, and I'm a, I'm a big man of God. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I just think that kind of music fills me with a lot of positivity. And just the, I, I come out of listening to stuff like that, just feeling so energized and, and happy to be alive. And... and to sum up, it just really improves my quality of life, steers mm-hmm. me off from from feeling down and and stuff like that. Yeah, bro, I um, I do love listening to music with you um, and listening to your music because your music, man, like nobody else listens to in my friend groups the amount of the type of music that you listen to. So like the Marvin Gaye, the Patrices of the world, like uh, you are my exposure to that. And honestly, it's sweet, but I'm trying to bring it back to the whole divinity aspect behind music. So you feel closer to like a, so like, it's like a spiritual thing when you listen to music. Um, Very much so, yeah. Okay. And the cool thing about that is to be honest, like, again, like, take everything we say with a grain of salt. We're no experts on probably anything we talk about. We're just people who like to live and talk about cool things. but you know we have like validity within our experience um anyway so for me what's interesting that you talked about the whole religious side of it is that no matter the type of like religion we're talking about so for me i'm talking about like honestly every type of religion that i've been exposed to in my life has a type of musical quality so even if you look at like if you look at for us, you know, as like uh, white dudes, probably like Christianity is our main influence. White dudes in like Anglo-Saxon country, um, like our main influence is like Christian Christianity or stuff like that. But but even with things like uh, I have a Tibetan Buddhist singing bowl in my house. You know what I mean? Even that kind of like uh, that kind of like noise, that kind of um, that kind of experience, uh, auditory experience has been incorporated within a lot of religions because there's for sure an aspect of divinity in it. You know what I mean? Like, like the, without, I don't know, like, and it makes you feel more powerful if you know what I mean. Like, have you, have you ever, Jeff, been to like a church and sang with like, or like seeing people sing? Uh, uh, yeah, I used to go to church when I was younger. But uh, that was at a time when I wasn't, um, I didn't really believe in God or anything like that, which mm. is kind of ironic that the one time <laughs> I, went, I was in church, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't, and it took me to not go to church to become a man of God, which is funny. But uh, yeah, definitely heard music in the church. And uh, I listened to a lot of stuff from the 60s and 50s that is pretty much church music yeah or at least heavily influenced yeah 
I uh, I recently speaking about music that's divine and has like this religious kind of tone to it, um, or not religious kind of tone, but uh, a background connected to religion, um, mm-hmm. or like in like the way the music's conducted, kind of. I um I was been I've been listening to an album called Spillageon by uh, it was like it's like JID Earth Gang and I think uh, Spillage Village and it's like the Dreamville album. The Dreamville, yeah. Yeah, and honestly, man, like it, it's kind. I've very much felt what you were talking about with that kind of like touched you on another level. It did touch me on another level, man. Like, like uh, there's just so much that just kind of was there and that kind of exposed itself to me, and that kind of opened me up to the life that I'm living now. Kind of, uh, uh, just in a way, like there's a song. I don't know there's uh they're like they're like gospel kind of orientated so there's like one song they're not like inspired I wouldn't say orientated but I'd say inspired mm-hmm. so there's a song called um it's like psalms or something right so uh and it's it's funny because it's like I like the, the the lyrics are like um I pray for my family I pray for money I pray for peace when I'm smoking on this weed. And I was like, man, like real shit, because that's that's energy, bro. Like that's 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 real because like especially at a time like this when we're so um honestly divided, scared, and cocooned in our houses, man, like this kind of like ability to listen to something and connect to it is super valuable. And honestly, like thank God for fucking like our inner connectivity when it comes to like being like online. Like I can send you music that I'm listening to and then you can connect to it or something yeah. like that and uh yeah so for me spilligion if anybody likes that it l- likes jid or earth gang or that kind of music i super duper recommend it um but yeah, yeah jeff so- do you uh do you have anything else to say uh i don't know i just urge people to yeah even if you're not a big music person you know try and find a uh, an artist or an album that you really connect with because it, it could be pretty powerful and moving you know yeah all right so and go, and go for positive stuff too you know it's cool to listen to hip-hop and shit like i love hip-hop but like true. if you're solely listening to like negative hip-hop you're gonna have some negative thoughts you know that's how it is yo i, I feel that man like like for me like uh, i don't know i like to bang out to some of my hip-hop tracks you know they be like um ah fuck uh, a song bobby showed me recently it's called um it's called gang shit no lame shit you know what i mean and it's like super fun you know like i bang out to it i feel like powerful i feel strong but at the same time like when i listen to the words i don't agree with them you know what i mean because it talks about like like if i take out my gun or something that i i'm going to you know i'm not gonna miss or some shit like that and i'm like first of all man i don't have no gun <laughs> trying to kill nobody i ain't trying to kill nobody i i actually are trying to love people in this world um but again you can connect to a music in a way so like energetically like i connect to that kind of ability to be a badass motherfucker mm-hmm. but i make sure not to take in the things that i don't want to and like i have to make sure to not listen to songs like that too much because it does affect the way you think right because mm-hmm. it just does like like inherently like i remember when i was i don't know like a 17 year old boy man like I talked completely different, like 17 year old boy growing up Southside Ottawa. Like, remember you when you're 17, you and your <laughs> rapping career. <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, so it's what a different lifetime, huh? different lifetime man. different ideas. Like I remember like, like, for example, even for me, uh, 
uh, like when I was 17, I remember the way I really thought I would prove myself is by like um, making a bunch of money and showing everybody, oh man, look at look at all the money Ansys has. He must have done good in his life or whatever the fuck. Because yeah. I just remember like feeling inadequate and, and thinking like that is the way for me to fill that hole. And especially listening to hanging around the people we hung around at that time and listening to the narratives that we listened to at that time it was through money where you reclaimed your power and so i was like looking at that for me but again going back to the whole aspect of um of solving issues um you solve issues from the inside you don't solve issues inside issues from the outside so for example me like solving those issues about like feeling inadequate I'm not going to solve those issues by making a bunch of money and having all those things because those aren't outside issues because outside of me doesn't like think I'm adequate or inadequate or anything. Those are just a bunch of perspectives. Like I'm just a part of nature. I'm just like a human being, but it's my application of one of those rambling thoughts in my head that I choose to hold on to that then makes me kind of, uh, think that I'm inadequate and then puts a hole in me to then have to fill. And, and before, you know, I was knowledgeable enough to, to, to know that, that, that the holes inside of yourself aren't holes because of like, you need something from the outside. They're holes because you need to like look at yourself from the inside. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and yeah, no, I, I agree. Going back to the whole music aspect behind it. I think music is a really good way to honestly open yourself up to different kinds of emotions, man. Mm -hmm. uh, I was listening to a punk rock band called, uh, fuck, oh my God, I think that the, the, uh, it's like an Aussie punk rock band. I super forgot about it. And like, for me, man, like punk rock isn't really my energy. You know what I mean? It's just not like, it's not like the way I like to go about my things, but that's what I thought at the point, you know? So they started listening to it. And before I knew it, like I stopped like thinking, like analyzing with that voice in my head. I stopped analyzing it. Before I know it, bro, I was fucking banging to that shit. I was so <laughs> hyped, bro. I was like dancing yeah. around my house. I was like, this is so sick. Um, mm -hmm. And so, yeah, it, it kind of, I don't know, music, if you let music, if you let it, um, it can really open up different aspects of yourself that you didn't even know. Uh, yeah so uh man that's that's real that's real um gotta let it in you do as marvin gay once said uh, right you might like it oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like where's it going with this <laughs> yes try it you might like it you probably will like it yeah all right uh jeff do you have any closing remarks on our conversation um no this was uh beautiful conversation thank you for having me um yeah i'm not an expert on what i say but i got some opinions on things <laughs> perfect perfect so um i'm gonna i'm gonna outro us at the moment so thank you everybody for listening um this was ansys uh with my friend jeff uh with the episode one of the bridge podcast i would like to encourage everybody to um Take everything what we said with a grain of salt. Uh, apply your own personal judgment to it, for sure. But also, please be uh, open to what we are saying. And uh, yeah, just, I, I, I employ everybody to be courageous and kind. Um, have a lovely day and uh, stay. Books.
state what would you say read some books oh uh, read some books they read some books all right <laughs> let's let's leave it at that have a lovely day let's read some books uh, episode one of the bridge podcast much love